this is season six, episode four of the Devils Club podcast. I think so. Um, yeah. Angel is here. That's me. And uh, what's up, Mike, Mike, of course. And, and uh, on. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we got a lot of people in here. We today. have one. Yeah, we've got five members, all five members of the band, I the Mountain. And it's crazy. We're six episodes, sorry, six seasons in. And this is the very first band we ever had on the yeah. show. So, uh, all the pressure's on you folks, not us, really. So, <laughs> to, make a, to make a good impression, I'm actually pretty nervous now. Um, anyways, we have, uh, yeah, we have I the Mountain here uh, to talk about, obviously, music and, uh, well, among, among other things and, and a few other topics. Yeah, welcome, it, uh, Did you want to introduce each other or just say hello, each of you, I guess, one by one? I feel like we should all say hello at the same time. Let's do it, yeah, oh, and then let, and let the audience well. decide who's who. <laughs> Ready? Three, two, one. Hello. Hello! Wow. I, I mean, you guys are known for your harmonies, but there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> and that wouldn't it have been excellent. great if we actually had rehearsed that ahead of time and we could have <laughs> harmonized that and just blown people's minds right out of the gate? Like there. a like barbershop. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, we have um, we have Matt Lamers. Hello. Matt Morgan. Hi. We've got Rory McLaughlin. Hello. Allison, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Okay. <laughs> Classic. That's okay. Uh, Allison Dijak. Allison Dijak. All so, good. Hello. And Matt Rappelt. That is correct. Yeah. And yeah, the, the five of you make up um, Eye of the Mountain. How's it going? It's Friday night. You guys survived uh, another week another of, week. Yep. of uh, living the pandemic life. Oh, yes. Some of, us are drink- <laughs> some of us are drinking tea. Some of us are not drinking tea, which is, uh, <laughs> uh, as you know, how, how it goes for a Friday. Oh, there's a cat. Our oh, cat is uh, having a time. He just wants to be included. This That's is great. Riley. He's, oh, uh, Riley. I was just going to ask, what's the cat's name? Riley? <laughs> is it a boy Riley or a girl Riley? It is boy Riley. And he's great. very sad that we're not petting him and paying attention right now. Oh, so. Riley can totally be in the podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Well, Riley, Riley. make an appearance for sure. And Clancy, our other cat, will also probably hop up uh, in a few minutes and probably sit in our laps or something. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, Matt, Matt and Rory, if you have any pets, like, you know, snakes or, I don't know, chameleons or anything, and they want to join in. Get the owl, get the owl. I've got far too many. They're they're welcome. Yeah, they're definitely welcome to to join in. Um, I've locked them out. So, you've locked them out. (laughs) I I spent the day just kind of... Not I, I was half joking when I said I was kind of scouring Reddit for... uh, (laughs) To learn a little bit more about you folks. Um, I listened to a lot of your music today. I mean, I had been, uh, throughout the pandemic, actually, Murray got me onto, uh, um, to your music. Um, but certainly last couple of days in anticipation for our interview, I, I definitely listened to, uh, a lot of your music. I watched a lot of your music videos, which I gotta say the art of music videos, I think, first of all, I don't want, I don't, I don't have cable, so I don't watch much music or any of that stuff, but like, Back in the day, I, I I watched a ton, and your videos are are awesome. Like they're oh, thank you. they're wow, they're, thank you. Um, they were awesome because I was in one of them. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah you were, <laughs> yes, you are in one. Uh, a few other midtown, Melissa Bowman, I think, was in 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 yep. that. She, I think, she was in that uh, montage as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that too. But I appreciate your music videos a lot. So I watched that uh, today at work. So it was uh, it was a thank lot you. of fun. So yeah, Angel, I have a question for you actually before we get into it. Cool. Yeah. Hard hitting journalistic question. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Does I the Mountain even have a presence on Reddit at all? 
Because this is this is news to me. If we have a presence mm, on Reddit, no, I don't. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. You don't. Um, but I can start one. I can. I can definitely create a persona. Our eye of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Like there that. we go. If you want to take that you, on, we would. That'd be great. We actually we, do, we should uh, get on that before we have to do our eye the mountain Canada, uh, so that <laughs> the UK guys still have to keep with the UK thing. That's is there a UK true. band called Eye the Mountain? Yeah, yeah, they're like oh. a heavy, heavy metal band in the yeah. UK, and uh, we get tagged for their stuff all the time. It's great. Uh, I'm gonna say like, shout out Eye the Mountain UK. Go yeah. to yeah. their stuff. They're yeah. pretty oh. fucking good. I, but you know what? I guess they're similar enough because my own mother-in-law uh, thought that was us for a second for some reason. Uh, oh, yeah, really? yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess the 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 lead singer has a passing resemblance to Rory, and uh, <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> wow, that's that's, that's cool. That's, that's like a that's like a Bush and Bush Bush X situation going yeah. on there. You guys remember <laughs> that uh, situation? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Um, that's interesting that you have the same band name though because yeah. i mean so you're like heavy you're talking like like metal like you're talking like oh yeah like screaming and all lots that. Yeah, of great. screaming yeah it's uh, for a while like for the past couple of years they always were listed on facebook as i the mountain uk but now i've actually noticed that they've taken the uk off so i don't know mm. we'll see They're making a move we'll see if yeah. that uh, <laughs> makes any differences like yeah sometimes we'll get tagged and stuff it's like Tonight in Birmingham, I the mountain. We're like, not us. Definitely we're not, we're not, not us. We're not making the trip out there. Sorry. There's certainly not enough spiderweb yeah. font in our band name. No. Yeah. <laughs> or like fake blood on our posters. Oh, and nice. so it's like it's like a death metal kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, they're they're good though. They're actually very good. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> How much con? Like, do you have you have you talked with them about like the like the genesis of their name and like because obviously like. Or, or I mean, it's crazy that you have the same name because yeah. it's a very specific. Like it's not like, yeah. like Bush, like Bush, Bush X. Like I mean, I get, I kind of get that, but like I the Mountain is, and and you know when we get into the meat of the episode and you and and you guys talk about the origin story of your of your band, but like that's crazy, honestly. Yeah. Like what are the odds, right? So the worst part is, man, they posted something yeah. with like uh, yeah, just... alternative names, yeah. and I the Mountain was one of them. Yeah. They ended up choosing I the Mountain, even though we already existed. Oh, I didn't wow. even know that. Wow. Yeah, it's on Instagram. If you go through like the I the Mountain tag. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like we need to like throw down the gauntlet and have like some sort of competition, like a battle of the bands and like the winner gets to keep I the Mountain. Oh, I don't yeah. want to lose the name though. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. No. Let me get but, that started on Reddit. Don't worry about it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get something going. Yeah, we got like uh, some kind of competition going. Yeah. And there also is, there's an I am the mountain too. I think yeah. they're from like out West, but I remember when like two years ago, the lineup for Calgary Folk Fest came out and they were playing on it and it like caught my eye and I was like, we didn't apply for that festival. Like uh -huh. what? We got like, what? How did we get put on this poster without us even knowing it? But it was not. It was I am the mountain. Have I not looked them up, but I imagine they are a. I band. The they yeah. Have a great song called Stone Jesus. Yeah. Ooh. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Great name. So automatically, that's got to be a great song. Yeah. Stone Jesus. <laughs> Dang. Oh man. <laughs> that's fast. That's really cool. That's actually. Yeah. That's you know. That's a. Yeah. Did that uh, ever happen trivia. when you're? Because you you sometimes show your show what like. 
some of our songs in classes if you're a supply teacher or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that, so when you like type in I the Mountain, this happens to me occasionally. Like that is, I have to quickly scroll by that song to get to our song and try to do it fast enough that none of the kids see it. Yeah, first time, number one, Stone Jesus. <laughs> this is my band, kids. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, well, we, now that we have a little bit of a, I guess like a bio, I mean, we are going to talk about, um, well, this whole episode's about, about you guys. So, but we, we obviously do a hot seat and, um, I, I had a lot of questions actually I had a lot of fun kind of come up, coming up with these questions. Um, and, uh, so they're quick hitters. You can, you can answer them, um, one at a time, obviously, but, uh, are you ready to enter the hot seat or sit on the hot seat? I guess you don't enter a hot seat, but <laughs> it enters you. <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. So um, you can elaborate if you want, or you can just give me one, uh, you know, just your answer. And then we can, uh, we can chug along. But uh, first question I always like to ask, cause I'm always interested to, to know what, what people's musical tastes are, but uh, uh, each of your uh, deserted Island disc or record, the one, the one album that you're for the rest of your life, you and your uh, your volleyball Wilson are going to be listening to. I'm doing a reunion tour by the Weaker Thens. Ooh, yes, love it. Wow. Uh, I would probably say Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness by Smashing Pumpkins. Wow. Double disc, very economical. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Good one. Um. I'm going to be typical me and say Ingrid Michaelson, the Lights Out album. If I can go for the deluxe album, I'd go for the deluxe. You can. You can. Yeah. There's some live yeah, yeah. recordings you're, on yeah, there. You're, I you're like. about to be stranded on an island. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if Rory can go for two discs, you can go for a deluxe. You can go for the deluxe. Yeah. yeah. Oh. One. That's a tough one. Yeah, I might. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 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 closer to my roots. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Gold by Rush. That's what I'm gonna go with. It's a long I, I album. I love this answer. <laughs> Canadiana here, man. Weekend yeah. and Rush. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, this like this is this is impo- an impossible question for me. Um, <laughs> just I agree. Being, like yeah. you're 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 I all mean, alone. Like, my now. my my gut right now is saying. Uh, Speak Now by Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay. But uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's like, there's so many other ones that I there could are. go for. I think, I think uh, that's my favorite Taylor Swift album as well. So I to now? Yeah. Now, are you guys going to wait till she re-records that or, uh, <laughs> or are you going to yeah, stick with the, gonna, uh, like, the original? Yeah, if you're a true Swift, a Swifty, if you're a Swift fan, <laughs> you got to wait for the re-records. That's yeah. what, uh, that's now, the ethical thing to do. Taylor's that's a crazy... Um, I can ask. Well, whatever. Hot seat. What do you make of all that? That isn't isn't that kind of crazy that she's that she's in that kind of. I was gonna say pickle. It's not more than a pickle. Like that she's. I I actually didn't know that she her her stuff was sold to investors or. That's not as as musicians like that's how how does that resonate with you or how does that <laughs> doesn't it piss you off I guess or. It's weird. Like it's weird to think that like you can like spend so much time and energy and well money not not really an object for her but like Mm -hmm. so much time and energy like creating all this content and then like because you signed with a record label at one point that had like shit management just like 
it doesn't belong to you anymore. Like you don't have any control over what you put out into the world. It's super weird. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and like a lot of like a lot of artists are doing this nowadays. It's there was I've been a few stories come out about Neil Young selling his catalog, and I know Imagine Dragons just inked a deal for like 150 million dollars. Like, it's Jesus, it's, wow. not, it's just a, it's a reality of the industry today, and a way that successful artists are able to make money. So I certainly don't like don't begrudge any artist who feels like they have to sell it. But I think it's a little different for Taylor Swift. I don't think she had a choice in that no. matter. So I mean, I honestly, for her, I think she's done it like an incredible job of making the best of the situation, like taking it in stride and re-recording all what five albums that she had before. Mm -hmm. Like that's an incredible creative endeavor and it's going to be, I mean, very successful. That's talking about like, that's the next five years worth of content for her, even if she doesn't <laughs> yeah. record any new music. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have a question of the legalities of it because like if someone else owns the rights to the song, is that technically copyright infringement? Is it, or is she just making a yeah, covers album? Yeah, covers album of her okay, own shit, like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I noticed, so she released one today, right? Today, yeah, yeah she did. Love yeah. Story came out today. Taylor's version, so yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe it's like a cover album. It, it sounds more or less the same. Like her voice is, has obviously matured, but like it, it sounds the same. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, we shall see. So speak now. Okay. So, um, so I know Allison and Matt. They are, you're both co-hosts of the Midtown Bookshelf, correct? Or yeah, South yeah, South? with our friend Serena too. Oh, right on. Cool. Shout out to hey. Serena. Um, each of you, could you tell me uh, the book that you're currently reading and uh, the next book that you plan to read? Ooh. What's on your? Uh, um, what's on on deck? Gosh, I don't know who it's by. I'm reading a book called Stealing Water right now. I, I just like I picked it, I picked it up at a used bookstore in the summer. Honestly, <laughs> it was just like on display. I was like, oh, this looks good. Um, <laughs> it's a it's like a memoir of a boy who like grew up like his dad was in the army and so he moved a bunch. And it's mainly about like when he lived in South Africa during apartheid. I don't know. I'm, I've like just started it, but it's fun. It's good. It's just kind of like a funny little memoir. I honestly don't know who it's by. Couldn't remember. Um, next on the list. I don't know. I've been reading the Outlander series. Ah, oh, <laughs> and I cool. Finished, uh, I think I just finished the fourth book maybe over Christmas. So I'll probably hop into the next one after, honestly. They're pretty addicting. <laughs> Fair enough. Right on. Great. Yeah. I'm reading. I you Go ahead, Lamers. Uh, I'm hitting up uh, currently. So I have a habit of just like reading several things at once. Um, so I'm currently hitting up the outsiders or no sorry yes the outsiders nice. that's a good book just like classic and then mm -hmm. uh i'm also reading blood meridian uh which is pretty pretty fucked up um and then i am also reading white fragility ah it's also pretty fucked up mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah in a different way mm -hmm. I, I have a feel than mm -hmm. blood meridian yeah uh, although there's some crossover, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Uh, I'm reading, I just finished actually Confessions of an Igloo Dweller, which was the memoir of uh, James Houston, 
who was the person responsible or one of the people responsible for the emergence of the Inuit art industry in Nunavut and the Northwest Territories. Cool. And I'm just about to start Stone Carvers by oh my Jane god, Jane Urquhart, Urquhart, I think. Hmm. Right on. Right on. Right on. I gotta write all these down. I think she's <laughs> actually like somewhat local too. I think she like lives in Wilmot. Oh shit. Oh cool. Don't quote me on that one. I, <laughs> I think. Last year, I started braiding sweetgrass, and it was a book that I was taking with me to work. So I had it in my work bag, and then the pandemic happened. I forgot all about it. So I recently found that again. I'm reading it. Uh, it's been really good. Um, next, I've had Lovecraft's like Necronomicon sitting on my bedside table for so long, like years. So I should probably get around to reading that. Right on. Yeah. Good sci-fi. Right on. I'm uh, I'm far less interesting when it comes to what I'm reading because most of what I read are uh, comic books and graphic novels. Um, well, those so, are interesting. <laughs> that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I uh, I'm, I'm I just got uh, another Constantine one. Uh, I that one's uh, those are that's fun series because it's like it's just a guy trying to find his way through a world of magic and demons and you know he just doesn't want to do any of it um but on a more literary note i have sitting on my bedside table whenever i work up the uh, i guess courage to read it is uh this is not the end of me lessons on living from a dying man um and i uh i'm just trying to yeah just trying to work my work myself up to start reading that nice. very cool yeah that's right tough yeah Excellent titles. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna check out some of the ones. Well, once I listen to this and edit this episode, I'm definitely gonna because <laughs> uh, I hadn't heard a lot of the titles a year that you folks mentioned. So that's really cool. Awesome. Okay. Um. Uh. Question three. So either individually or as a band, is there a, a dream collaboration? Like, is there like an artist or another band that you're like, holy crap! Like, if we could just like be in studio with them or write a song together. Is there, is there, again, either individually or someone that you've always kind of like, man, it'd be sweet to collaborate. And I will say that like, we have had the good fortune of, of collaborating with people who are in that category. So right on. Written, uh, we wrote The Boat uh, with Simon Ward, lead singer of the Strumbellas. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, at least the, the, the group of us who was from Peterborough, um, that was such a dream come true because we just idolized the Strumbellas all through university. And so to get it to like walk into the studio and see Simon Ward sitting there on a chair ready to produce and co-write a song with us was pretty surreal. So we have had the good fortune of that. And also wow. to get our stuff produced by or mixed by Dan Ledwell yes. um, was amazing. I met him at CBC Music Fest playing with Jen Grant a while back. So that was surreal to meet him and, and Jen at their place out in Nova Scotia. Was it what, last, last year, two years ago? Uh, this past, oh yeah, two falls ago, shit, so long ago. And we had a great uh, group hug. Oh, I know. <laughs> Man, don't, doesn't everybody miss hugs? I know. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. And Gavin Gardner from the Wooden Sky is mastering our. Oh, cool. Which yeah. is great. Yeah, Man, do you want to cool. do you want to tell the story about our first time meeting Gavin Gardner, <laughs> or is that a, a not for uh, not for podcast story? <laughs> is there anything that's not for podcasts? I feel like we can go for it, man. Go for it bad it's not even that bad so we opened for them in peterborough when it was we were a two-piece at that at that point i think and, uh we were in the basement the green room which was just like a horrendous basement and i was pretty drunk man so i started draping his hair over mine this guy has he has just like beautiful straight locks 
started just putting it over my head and just like I, and he he wasn't aware of this happening, by the way. Also, he was like sitting talking to the other band, and Lamers just starts putting his hair over top of his head. Clearly, so uncomfortable with it that like I am surprised that bridge is still intact. And now he masters our songs. It's just that is incredible. You know, getting right in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to get to know someone. I feel that's 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 really good. <laughs> Draping their hair all over you, yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh man, um, we didn't really answer your yeah, question. I don't know. No, it's cool. I mean, I mean, no, that's an answer. Everything's an answer. Yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, Rory and, and and Matt. I guess yeah, I guess you agree with that. Uh, I got I gotta ask you guys uh, though. I I've seen the Strumbellers are great. Yes. Um, yeah. And and I saw them at I saw them at Starlight uh, a while ago. Um, and one one thing was they they wrote their set list on a paper plate, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> nice. Uh, and and number two, um, Simon wasn't wearing any shoes; yeah. he was barefoot. Is that is that kind of a common thing for him? Yes. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I think that's like his thing. Um, we also do that. Is that where you guys stole it from? No, we didn't steal it. That that was a thing. You guys don't I wear shoes it. either. Yeah, none of us steal? wear I shoes. I thought that was a comfort life. thing, man. Oh, okay. That's how it developed, I think, was just like, I personally, I feel like light on my tootsies. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, because he was straight up barefoot. Like, but. Okay. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Huh. God, I'm learning so much about it. That's what the hot seat's all about. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, uh, last two questions, I, I suppose. Uh, your go to karaoke song. Man, it's been so long since I've done karaoke. I, I love karaoke. I love a good show tune. I mm. I'm like a musical theater nerd, so any show tunes, I have a very uh, well. I was gonna say strong, but it was blurry memory of uh, <laughs> being in teachers college and singing like summer lovin at a karaoke <laughs> with like, like many of my friends. Like there was like five of us around the microphone and. What a good time. I love yeah. show tunes. So anything from a musical, my jam. That's great. The rest of you, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I want to know what Rory's go to. Uh... Me too. I, I want to know what Rory's go to. Gary, uh, I'm, song too. I'm struggling to think of like, I'm, I'm trying to think back to like the many nights at Chainsaw, but those oh, are pretty blurry. All right. Um, oh, man. Yeah, uh, I think the most recent one was like Stacy's mom, but I'm usually just like <laughs> pick a random waste, song man. and roll with it. Yeah, that's a good I choice. I think I have a classic. Right on. I mean, I'm going to go into the Taylor Swift catalog and it's got to be You Belong <laughs> With Me. It's such a jam and I can belt that like no one's business. Right on. Right on. Man. Falsetto, of course. Obviously. Oh my yeah. God, falsetto too. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think I've ever heard you sing it not falsetto. So <laughs> that's the only way to do it. You gotta hit those high notes. It's true. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, something by Shania Twain. Mm. Yeah, doesn't matter what, any of it. It's all good. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah, classic Shania. I think I've only ever done karaoke once. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think the, I think the last one I did was Take on Me. So that was something. That's, oh, that's yeah. brave. Classic. That's yeah. a brave. That's speaking yeah. of yeah. yeah. 
Did you hit that falsetto as well, or? Oh, you. I mean, it's. I'd be scared of the person that can do it without. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Right on. Okay. Um, last question, though. I think that I, I want to ask you a bunch of quick hitters that are very, uh, very local, local. But um, since we know that four of you are teachers, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, your favorite teacher. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to say Mr. Haas, grade 10, 11, 12 English. Right on. Is a strange man. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that in Oshawa? I was in Oshawa. Uh, he 100% believed in aliens. And <laughs> <laughs> also, with, so I went to a school and he would like stop mid lesson and he'd just be like, let us pray. And he. <laughs> He'd just do some strange things. Be like, we need more of this and less of this in our life. <laughs> yeah, it was all over the place, but it was a fantastic guy. Shout out to Mr. Haas. Oh my God. Mr. Haas. Oh, Mr. Haas, right on. I think other than my, my high school music teachers who Mr. Wright and Mr. Bailey were both phenomenal uh, teachers. Um, I had a science teacher in grade nine science named Mr. Young. He was an extraordinary person with the mind of a child, a love of Gumby, and a hatred of Celine Dion and cats. He was an, <laughs> just a, just a wonder. He just, he just like he just like put a tiny bit of jet fuel in a ten-gallon jug and like just lit it for fun in the classroom. Like oh uh, no one, science. No one, yeah, no one questioned where he got it or anything. He just, yeah, he, he put it, he shot rockets across the room. It was, he was nuts. It was great. It was. <laughs> he was, he was a lovely man. And those, those science teachers are always the best. Everyone has a science teacher who was like that. Mine was Mr. O'Gorman in grade nine. And so there was this like experiment that I guess all the science teachers were doing with the, to the students or with, to the students, <laughs> with the students um, to show them about like, I don't know, like hydrogen or something, something that explodes. And so he was supposed to use like the blast shield and give us all like safety goggles and yeah. stuff. But instead of that, he told us that they were that the school was in, in talks with the government to develop a new source of hydrogen light. And that like he was he lit the top of the, the wick and he's like, if you like lean in and squint really closely, like you can see this light. And then of course, like it goes off and all of us just fly out of our chairs. Oh my god. Best. Oh, he was a great teacher. So oh good. He also had, he grew up in uh, he grew up in Pembroke and he had like the funniest stories of growing up in Pembroke with his neighbors and you know it was great great nice. teacher <laughs> right now shout out shout out to mr o'gorman and mr young right on rory do you have a favorite teacher um i would have to shout out brad hughes um he was a french teacher for me in elementary school and he's just such a positive guy and uh years later i had him again in grade seven and eight and he was still just so positive um he embodies like so many of the good qualities you want teachers to have um and now he's a principal so i ran into him now that i'm a teacher years later and he just like recognized me right away, was asking all about my family. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was great. Nice. That's so cool, man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think this is hard, mm -hmm. but probably my grade six teacher, Mr. Bridges at Westvale Public School in Waterloo. Um, just like a out of the box teacher. He like taught up in um, like Nunavut for many, many wow. years. Um, so he'd always tell us like really cool stories about living up there with his family and like he was just like he kind of teaches the way that teachers nowadays teach like everything was super hands on everything was like 
kind of inquiry and like really creative and stuff, like very experiential learning. It was super cool. Yeah, great teacher to have in grade six, like last year of elementary school. So mm. Mr. Cool. Bridges, shout out. Shout out to Mr. Bridges. Right on. That's so cool. Cool. I, Nobody, it's always neat. Nobody about said our, uh, our guest on our last show. Who's? Oh, I know, Jen Scullion. <laughs> oh, Scullion? Yeah. Okay, I never actually had her as a legit teacher when together. And when Rory and I were in high school, I was I was in like the musicals and she did the musicals. So yes, I had yes. her like as for an extracurricular teacher, but I think she taught drama and French. And I yes, didn't I didn't take drama in high school and I only took French in grade nine. Did you have her as a teacher, Rory? No, I never had her either. Just, uh, just my experience working with her in the school musical as well. She was, um, she was a wonderful music director. Like so, so good. Great musical director. She's a lovely, yeah, lovely human being. Can can set a really great high ball in volleyball. If you're ever wondering, <laughs> time. Yeah. she makes like, Angel and I look good. It's like Real it's good. perfect yeah. every time. Like yeah. it's right. unreal. She's so good. Yeah, shout out to Jen. So and she was on our last episode. And uh, if you haven't listened yeah. to that one yet, check it out because it is, uh, it's it's really it's it's really. I think you'll, I don't think it'll get your spirits up. Hopefully. Yeah, she's yeah. an eternal optimist. She's yeah. very, uh, she's a very positive person. Okay, these are quick hitters. So you just, you just tell me either or. Okay, ready? And it's very local. Very, it's very Waterloo region. So uh, I know a couple of you aren't in Waterloo region, but here we go. King Street or Weber Street? King Street. King Street. King Street. Hey, even I know that. Yeah. But, but they, they're the same street. They become each other. And, but King and, Street. I knew King Murray Street was going to say we this. <laughs> but King Street is where we recorded our first two albums. You okay. mean West Weber Street? <laughs> They're one street. They cross each other and are each other. It's it's a beautiful thing there. I don't it's know how to describe it. That was, a, that was a trick question. That was a trick question. Okay. Uh, Victoria Park or Waterloo Park? Victoria Park. Yeah, that yeah, one sounds I think good. Victoria. Yeah. I think I got to go Victoria wow. as well. We got engaged in Waterloo Park, and Allison's choosing Victoria. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We live very close uh, to Victoria Park now. We also, had, we also had several dates in in uh, Victoria like Park Waterloo when we started, Park so too. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, Yeti or Cafe Pyrus? Ooh. That one's tough, man. I'm gonna say mm -hmm. the Yeti. Yeah, I think the Yeti as well. I gotta say, um, yeah, just because, yeah, I don't know. The Yeti's great. Both I'll are. Go, yeah, they're both. both they're both top notch. It's a tough decision, but yeah, I'll go Cafe Pyrus. Right on, Rory. Right, right on. <laughs> I'll do the, I'll do the Yeti because I don't know either of them, and you know, Yeti. Oh, right. you gotta check it out, man. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, yeah. Right. Check them both out for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, Pyrus either opened a second location or they just moved. I think. Yeah, they just moved. Uh, they were uh, on Charles Street. Yeah, across the terminal uh, for a while. Across the bus terminal, and they moved over to King in where Guilt used to be, I think. No, yes. it's like the side or, where Guilt. Yeah, yeah. near yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Is it King or West Weber? <laughs> it's both. It's the same. It's the same. King Weber. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, the St. Jacob's Farmer's Market or the, Kitch or the Kitchener Farmer's Market? I truly Saint Jacobs. Saint Jacobs. I'm gonna say Saint Jacobs because Rory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Saint Jacobs. That's nostalgia for me. That's my childhood. So Saint Jacobs for me. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to go to bat for the Kitchener Farmers Market. I'll take Kitchener. 
Right Thanks, on. Matt. That's yeah. Way to step up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, St. Jacob's, that's where uh, block three is, right? It is, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, that's why I'm going with it. There Good we go. folks at block three. Right on. Well, uh, Eye the Mountain, you're officially off the hot seat. Now Good job, guys. Get, uh, yeah. Some uh, other stuff. Yes. You know, straight into, uh, this is basically like a subsidiary of power and politics. So it's, we're just going to talk about Canadian politics for the next uh, half oh, an hour. Yeah. I read on Facebook. <laughs> I, I saw a meme on, yeah, no, we're not, we're not touching that shit. No. All right. Well, we'll, we'll take a, we'll take a quick pause and we'll come back and we'll, we'll chat more. Cool. Sweet. Sounds good. skies over coal mines keep me digging down all the blue skies cover my mind put me in the ground oh put me in the ground but I found city there she lied next to me till she went away yeah all right, we are back with uh, uh, Eye of the Mountain, and uh, so great to have you on the show, and, and thanks for making the time. I know it's uh, it's Friday. I mean, we have everywhere to be on a Friday during a pandemic, so <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you carved out you know a good hour to kind of chat with us. So um, I obviously want to talk about yeah, you guys as a band, and and but I also want to focus on your your process as musicians, how you, how you how you make music, what you're inspired by. And, um, and I know at least two of you are part of this, this like local Midtown radio collective. And, and I want to also talk about, you know, what local kind of means to each of you. And, and, um, as folks who are either part of the Warley region also transplanted, but have also been here, but like, you know, how that word local kind of, uh, takes on different meanings if you're, if you're not from, uh, the region. So, um, so I'm curious to know, so where are you all from, I guess, and, and, based on that like how did growing up where you did and i know some of you are from waterloo region how did that kind of influence you know you as musicians um how you make music what you write about um yeah just curious to know how how that where you're from and where you grew up and and what it was like growing up kind of influenced um you as musicians matt your hand is up <laughs> no one can see this but matt yes thank you for putting your hand up uh, growing up in uh, South Schwa, uh, it was a huge... There's a South Schwa? Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> is the Schwa, man. The oh. South where it's at. Maybe. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's got a reputation. Um, 
but yeah, growing up in Oshawa, it was like a huge, huge metal scene. Um, and that's how I first got into music in general and playing guitar. Uh, just, yeah, everything was kind of based on just like metal. So I, I was one of those people that I think I was in like grade 10. Um, and I loved metal for so many years, but I just didn't acknowledge the existence of any other genre before then. And then grade 10, I was just like, oh my God, Jack Johnson is a thing. Just started going, going that direction. And like, it took a complete turn, but yeah, in terms of where I'm from, like Oshawa was completely and still to some degree is like a metal town. I'm being from Oshawa, Matt. Do you? I, there's one band I know from Oshawa, and they're kind of a newer band. Uh, Dizzy. Do you, Do you know? Who, yeah. Do you know them? Yeah. I love Dizzy. So we, uh, Matt Rapolt and I, opened for them when they were going under a different moniker. I think it was like Lady and the Giant or something like that. Um, and they were great then. So yeah, super happy to see them. Yeah, they're they're a really cool band. I like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So metal scene in Oshawa, eh? that's, that's, I mean, I, I'm, I can't say I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm surprised by that. Like, that's interesting though, that, 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 that was the scene. Cause I, cause I know Rory and Allison, you're from Marley. I think you're from Marley region, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to know um, uh, how you would describe the Waterloo region scene then um, in terms of music and the, what you were into and like, and, and that, you know, what was kind of the overarching kind of like music scene in, in Waterloo region. I think it was pretty similar here, at least the time when I was really getting into like starting to play shows locally. It was a lot of like metal core, a lot of like hardcore punk bands. Um, I don't know if that really influenced me that much, but uh, it was just kind of like I would go to my friend's house and my first exposure to like music videos and stuff was on much music, MTV, that sort of thing. Like I didn't have those channels. So I just kind of like all my other music listening was just like 96.7 Chime FM prior to that. Ooh. So that was like, I, I heard that and I was like, whoa, it, music. <laughs> I, I just wanted to do that. I didn't do too much exploring on my own. I just kind of took those first few bands that I heard, like Sum 41, Billy Talent, uh, those Canadian bands, in, in, and I guess the scene, and just yeah. tried to play what they were doing. And then it's just kind of built from there over the years. Right on. I wasn't super in, influenced by like the community growing up. I I, I think that I kind of got into music like from singing at church a bunch. Um, like we went to church every Sunday and uh, my mom sang in the choir and like I sang in like a junior choir with my youth group. And then I sang in like a worship band at, at church. So that was kind of where I started like performing music for the first time, mm -hmm. probably like people were like, oh, like some of my leaders would be like, you should like, you should sing the first verse of this song with our group or something like that. So that was kind of where I actually started like feeling comfortable performing. And then kind of similar to the other guys, when I was in high school, um, it was my older brother, actually, Spencer, he like started watching YouTube videos of like acoustic covers of songs when like oh. there was a bunch of YouTubers just like doing acoustic versions of songs that became really big. Like Boyce Avenue was a really uh, big cover band that we loved. We were obsessed I know them, yeah. And that really like got me into wanting to do like YouTube video. Like when I was in university, I started doing that and stuff. And so 
Yeah. I don't know. Those were kind of my influences. I didn't really go see live music a bunch when I was growing up. So I don't really know what the, what the music scene was like in Waterloo. So no. Mm, right on. I mean, I grew up in, in Fergus. So right up the road from, uh, from Kitchener Waterloo. And I mean, I got, I got into music. I got into playing drums because my mom gave me a Gordon Corman book called who is Bugs Potter. And in that book, the drummer for the drummer Bugs Potter plays with all these amazing bands in Toronto while he's attending. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I like I was I was very impressionable as a child with the books that I read. So of course I wanted to become the next Bugs Potter. And so I went out and got a drum set. Uh, and then we had like, honestly, like I was sort of the same way. I didn't really listen to a whole lot of music before high school. I remember that in grade seven, our homeroom teacher had us do an assignment where we, um, we had to bring in our favorite album. And like my, I, the only album I owned at that point was like black and blue by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I, like, I am going to get the Same shit. Thing. That's a good album. Honest. I mean, like, yeah. I'm sure looking back, maybe I would, I would appreciate that. But at the time I was like, if I bring that in and present this in front of my class, I am going to get the shit kicked out of me at recess. Um, and, and what'd you do? And I, so I went and I bought Nickelback Silver Side <laughs> <laughs> And then were you expelled or what happened? Yeah. Uh, Imprisoned honest, until I a few weeks ago. Yeah. I listened to, to like one song before I brought that in. But I will say, in defense of that album, honestly, I think it's pretty good. So. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, um, so I, I, are you, are you the Hinder fan as well? Who's the Hinder fan in the band? Oh, that's I feel like we're all Hinder Rory. fans. Oh, oh Hinder okay. fans. Rory, yeah. you're a Hinder yeah. fan. Nice. Oh, all right. just like that Lips of an Angel song. Oh, buddy. <laughs> that tracks. All right. That is a chainsaw song, Rory. Oh that, yeah. If you there's a song that you, that you would, that you would bless chainsaw with, it's that song right there. Yep. Next wow. time I do karaoke, I'm doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, uh, I was born and, and raised in Toronto for 10 years. Um, and, uh, during that time, uh, my, my grand, my grandparents were very insistent. I learned an instrument. Um, so they had me take piano lessons for a number of years, which just great. Helped me learn a lot about music. Uh, but I was really lucky in that, like my family, like way extended family is is huge 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 into music like it's a super important part of everything that they do uh and so i was exposed to like a lot of different music um from really early on uh and continuing on until today um then when we moved to peterborough uh i i took a different route with my music i didn't want to do piano anymore because that wasn't cool enough anymore uh and then in grade so as as new kid in grade six 10 years old trying to you know impress these whole new group of people uh the teacher asks oh so we're gonna do this song for the fourth graders does anyone know guitar uh so i put my hand up um because i'd seen a guitar at my house so <laughs> you know it's it's the same thing um <laughs> so I, I i tried playing the, the guitar for a little bit gave up on that uh i wasn't really playing anything for a bit and then my dad kind of said well here I'll, te I'll teach you how to play the bass and that was kind of where it went from there uh but i mean like uh, yeah there's there, there was such a diverse kind of um diverse amount of music i was listening to like you know, I was listening to when I was when I was you know less than ten years old. Sure, I was listening to the the, the pop stuff, but I was also listening to things like uh, you know Bare Naked Ladies, Great Big C, Moxie, Fruvis, Violent Femmes, like wow. a whole bunch of yeah, a whole bunch of you know 
odd things. And so I tried to kind of collect that together. Uh, and then high school came along and I also discovered metal and uh, joined the metal band. Uh, <laughs> um, and then that didn't work out with what I was trying to mix in from what the music I'd been listening to wasn't really meshing well with that. Uh, I started a prog band with uh, some friends of mine that just kind of covered all genres. Uh, and then I left that band and, 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 and joined Eye the Mountain because uh, I had been getting more and more and more into acoustic and harmony driven music. And that's exactly what they pitched to me. So that was, uh, mm. that was, a, good, um, that was a good transition for me. What I find what I find really fascinating is that, and I'm going to read a quote from the interview that you, that um, <laughs> that the three mats did, is that like your your how you arrived at the sound that you are now, like two of you, two or three, uh, talked about how like you were influenced by metal, or at least that was kind of like in the periphery, like you know the where you grew up had that that metal and the hardcore sound. But, you know, when we go to this interview that you did in, in 2019 and and you describe yourselves as writing, you know, pop forward folk songs or folk music with a alternative rock sensibility. How, I mean, how do you go from, <laughs> from that to like, like they're different ends of the spectrum and spectrum is probably not even the right word, but like, is it because your, your, your musical tastes change or like, how, or yeah, just describe how, how you, and I don't want to say settle cause you don't ever settle. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when you start a, a band, like you're not settling on a sound, right? You're obviously you're focused on, on creating something. Right. But how did you come to that kind of like, you know, kind of like sonic conclusion? Let's call it that, I guess. I think uh, I think for me, it was like it was pretty gradual. Um, But when I look back at a lot of the metal songs and metal bands that I like, they are like uh, melodically driven. So like the melodies are always fairly catchy, like even think what one of my favorite bands or like metal bands was Lamb of God. and their courses always just like hit for me. And it was like this melodic thing. Um, and I think that translated early on, um, like Repolt and I uh, early on were just doing like a duo type thing. And a lot of it was pretty dark. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, it was like, it was essentially like- um, Folk metal. Folk metal, yeah, someone once, <laughs> once came up to us and was like oh you guys are like rage against the machine but also like bright eyes or something <laughs> wow i would listen to that shit i mean i mean I, that's good yeah so yeah i don't know it kind of it, it went from there and then maybe also like with the age we were at um you know i matured became also maybe more of an optimistic person a little less pessimistic but uh yeah coming from those early like metal roots there was still something about like a good course and that's always what grabbed me uh, as opposed to like, you know, some like beefy riff or something like that. It was, yeah. So it was kind of there in the, in the beginning. Go ahead. No, no, you. I mean, I was just going to agree with you. Yeah. I think that like, I mean, I also went through my own metal phase growing up or in high school and there was something about like, you know, metal was always great because it had those, or in, in the metal that I listened to, it had those sort of, that sort of, sort of dichotomy between like having like a grimy riff and like the screaming. And then you'd like emerge from that into this soaring chorus. 
And mm. that's, I, I love that. Like the best metal songs, like from Architects or from, you know, some of the, some of the bands that I really listen to, The End, um, Textbook Tragedy, is like you'd have this song that's like six minutes long and, you know, there's like very few time signatures. But then at the end of the song, there'd be this, it would rise up into this like harmony driven sort of uh, refrain. And it's like, it's like you're emerging into like the light at the end. And like, that was always like, I, I really like that. So like, when it comes to writing music, like you always try to take that approach or you want to have a, a, a chorus or a part of the song that feels like it's sort of like soaring above everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's like, I guess that's, that's the most I can think of it influencing <laughs> our sound. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I feel like also, not that I was in either mountain when you were in university, but like in university is kind of when you like start to really hone in on like your musical taste, like living on your own, listening to your own music. And during that time when we were all in university, like all of the folk bands were just like becoming so popular. Like Mumford and Sons was like number one everywhere. Lumineers were killing it. Mm -hmm. The Head and the Heart was getting very popular. Like all of these folk bands were just like coming out. And like that was what everyone was listening to in university. So I feel like I'm guessing that's kind of what influenced the style. Like that's just what everyone was listening to in residence. Like that's what you'd hear. So I don't know, that kind of stuck with some of us, I think, over the years. Yeah, I feel like also, um, and I mean, I never thought about this till right now, but like, I feel like going to metal shows is also a very communal experience. Um, And like, I always feel like when we're on stage, like that's the sort of experience that I'd like to give to the to the audience, because, you know, when you have like a, a metal band on stage and you all know, you know, the, that that one part that you need to scream at them or you have like everyone just sort of jostling around in the pit, like that's that's some of the best uh, experiences from my high school days. And like that's the sort of experience that I hope we bring maybe with a little less mosh pits, but like, <laughs> who knows? We could have those. Uh, a like folk mosh pit would be amazing. A folk mosh pit yeah. would be pretty cool. I feel like, yeah. People would like be it. like respecting each other so hard. And have like, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be very great. limber after that. I feel yeah. like, yeah. And one day we should do a hug pit. Yeah. A hug pit would be cool, man. Yeah. That would be cool. Matt, what's interesting, you mentioned like communal event, like communal, that, that like the a mosh at a metal or a concert or, you know, a, a really alternative or punk, whatever. But, you know, you do mention in an interview that, that you like to think of your performances as communal events. And, um, but it's interesting because like, I know you can't really have a mosh pit at a, like a, a folkier concert, but like, like are, are genres just arbitrary then? Or they are like, I mean, they exist, I suppose, for a reason. Like you want to kind of like identify and label things, but like, you know, when, I, cause it's funny cause I watched your video for, um, for dreaming out loud today, starring uh, a, a lot of different midtowners, but Murray's in that, in that episode in that, in that video, and, and one of my cats and one of my cats and one of your cats. Yeah. Like I totally get when you say like, you know, that you try to have a communal event and that's what your shows are all about. But like, you know, it, you, you don't have a mosh necessarily, but like, can you, can you guys kind of speak to that? Like, what do you mean when you say communal event, like um, for your shows? Um, uh, out of all the different shows I've played, um, there, there hasn't been, uh, a, a crowd interaction like I've seen with, with, with our fans, 
um, when people are at our show and, and especially when they're, when they've been listening to us for a while and all that, and they know it, it really is cool. Like you'll often see in the first two, three, four rows of people, they'll all kind of link up together. They'll, they'll put their arms around each other. Even if they don't really know each other, they just kind of all, it is kind of like a hug pit in a sense. Um, but they'll all, they'll all be kind of screaming the parts they're supposed to. And, and, and they, you know, they, they'll sing along everything with us. Um, one of the things about I think that always said about our music is is you know uh, it is it is accessible right like people can people can we've we've had different variations of of this kind of feedback but people have said it's really easy to get into it uh, and 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 it's 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 catchy it's it's memorable it sticks in their head and so it's it's there right and and so it's it's really cool because um, when they all you know come to see the shows they all have that experience in common they all have their own way of 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 identifying with it but they're all kind of then and there um joint in 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 how they're um experiencing right then and there so i think yeah i think we we do create a really communal experience with uh with our music and our live performances um it's it's one of the things lamers talks about in his banter a lot is talking just to the people and how you know you know talk to each other take care of each other all that stuff i don't know i think i think we we pride ourselves on creating um, a welcoming and 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 yeah communal uh, musical experience. Very cool. And how does that? I mean, given the situation we're in, how much how much do you all miss that? How, I mean, I I I can just look at your faces right now. Clearly, like <laughs> it, mu- it must it, it must be hard. I mean, hard is an understatement, right? Like, how how much do you miss all of that? Yeah. It's hard. Like, so we have um, one of the last like big shows we did before lockdown last year was actually in Kitchener. We played a show uh, with Good Co Productions. They were doing like secret pop-up shows and we got to play one in January of 2020, I guess, with them. And it was unreal. We played it. It was in downtown Kitchener in that like glass box thing that's in front of City Hall, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. And people were like singing along to everything. Everything was like echoing beautifully. And we actually have a recording of it. Um, Someone like recorded just like with a single with like a, a handheld like interview kind of mic thing. And there's been a few times where I've listened back to it and it's like almost brings me to tears because it was like such a good experience, like listening to people sing along, like listening to us talk to the crowd. It's like, holy shit, that was like, that just like, it gives me energy, but we can't do it. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's something, there's something that's like so pure about that experience or something like I, I miss it for so many reasons, but I often say like performing live is the greatest like high I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Like from any substance or anything like that, I, like it just feels so good to connect with that many people and have them, you know, uh, almost like in unison, you're all there. It's such a communal thing that, uh, that I miss so much. But someday. Yeah. I also feel like we we do our best to never take that for granted. I mean, we've played a lot of shows. I mean, the three of us, Matt, the three Matts, we've been a band for close to, what, 10 years now? And, like, we've played lots and lots of shows. But, like, I can honestly say that 
it never feels like it's just it never never feels just performative like it never feels like we're just sort of going out and we're just you know playing our instruments and whatever getting off like every single show that we do is there's always something about it that makes it special whether it's like a way that we play a song or you know just something clicks that night or the ambience of a of a uh, of the uh, of the venue or like a person that we talk to at the end like there's always something about it that makes that live show worthwhile and like we've played shows to like two people and those shows have still been like some of our favorite shows you know when we were on our east coast tour and the playing Kate Breton show. yeah like playing show like we played a show yeah on Kate in That's Kate Breton into an empty pub like an empty like old house that had been converted into a hotel and had this like this pub <laughs> And like, it was just the acoustics about it were just incredible. And so even though we were playing to like nobody, it was still okay, so special. Okay, there was special. like 10 people there. <laughs> but like, you know, it was <laughs> like, but otherwise could have been like, a, you know, just, you know, we could have just rolled in and just done our stuff and then packed up, rolled out again. But like, it was just so special. And I feel like we, we do our best to make sure that we don't take that experience for granted. That's amazing. And like, I think uh, like we're right now, like for the last year, we've, we've been, we've, all of us have been like kind of robbed of people like you and other performers and other bands. And, and that's obviously sad, but I think, you know, the, the good news is when this finally does end, people like you and all the other performers out there are just going to unleash um, this incredible energy upon the world. And I, like, I can't wait for that to happen. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And we can't wait either. I cannot wait to get <laughs> I believe back it. and see our live, like yeah. even not even for us performing, but like to see other people here in the community and to be able to go to Descendants or, you know, mm -hmm. sadly not Starlight anymore, but like the other venues around and like see those bands. Cause like, it's been a long time for us. Cause we love going to concerts as well as yeah. playing at them. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, like outside of the band professionally i'm also a performer and and so many of my circle of friends are obviously also performers as well and i mean you know since march of last year we've just been getting hit with cancellation after cancellation after cancellation of venues of of festivals of everything shutting down and it is it is tough i, I mean we do we definitely you know sure it's affecting us financially but you know that's that's that is what it is and you know there's there's bigger fish to fry than our than our than our wallets at the time uh it, it's just it's just tough on all these people because i mean like so many of these of these incredible performers that i'm so lucky to know they are like that's that's them that's such a big part of them uh and it's it's such a big part of where they find their 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 joy and their catharsis and their processing right like you could be having a, a terrible day you could be having a shitty shitty day and, and, but you still have to do a performance and when you go on there you 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 subconsciously you process it you know you shift it to the side because you have to get into show mode and 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 that's a way that i know a lot of people deal with stuff and so to be to be stuck with not only a world stopping you know uh event as well as a a climate of what feels like increasing tension globally and 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 just not being able to do what you want to do right it's 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 tough on everyone and and so i i we're all very much looking forward to the day where we can all safely get back out there and, and you know do what we'd like to do what I love about just hearing you like you all talk about is it just like the the 
the resolve that each of you have like to like and obviously the optimism is there but like you know that that it's gonna get better and that you're gonna come back with you know your best shit ever like you're just you're just you're gonna come back with and and hit the ground running every cliche you can think of etc right like um it's so cool and and it makes me wonder about um just your process in terms of, of, of crafting music. And, and I don't know, I'm curious to know who, if there's a principal songwriter, how you guys kind of come up with your music, but like, are you thinking of this time right now is kind of like your, I don't know, like it's, I hate the word unprecedented because I hear it so often, (laughs) but it's like, you have, I mean, you, you have this time, this like, this like crazy amount of time to kind of like reflect and write and stuff like that. Like, are you, are you, I guess, consciously, subconsciously putting that pressure on you? Like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to write the best shit ever because I'm in this pandemic and like, or, or how, how does that work for you? Like just even just the whole, the, the process of writing your music, like, and I know, I know Little Wild came out. It's crazy. Little Wild came out March. Is it March of last year? Yeah. March 31st. Yeah. Fucking hell. Almost a year ago. Um, fucking, that's crazy. Um, I don't even know what my question was, but like, uh, <laughs> about the process, about the process. Yeah, the process yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, uh, and maybe you can speak to a little wild and what you're, what you're, I mean, obviously I was, you're probably hoping to, to, to tour that and, and do shows and stuff and things obviously were abruptly canceled, but like, where are you at right now with, um, with making new stuff or are you, or are you concentrating on, on, yeah. on, uh, promoting little wild? Like Lots where are you, stuff. where are you all at? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just curious. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, the, in terms of process and like with COVID, I feel like regardless of COVID, um, we've been able to pump out some of the best stuff we've ever had. Um, and I don't think, I don't think that has anything to do with COVID really. I think it's just like mat- maturing as a bit. I got to hit the cat here one second. <laughs> um uh yeah so uh is that about maturing (laughs) uh yeah i think we've matured as a group of musicians and like are just writing better songs overall um like at first i was the primary songwriter but now like we've kind of spread that out repulse i would say is as like detrimental in the songwriting process. I mean, everyone is. Opposite of that one. Detrimental. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so. That's oh man, that's what happened in that five that's questions what with really the the mountain interview. Yeah. Said, so something think, said our fans are well, detrimental but, to us. That was the word. Yes, I remember I to, that. Yeah, I totally this understand where that. It came from. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> Continue, word? Matt. Yeah. What I am saying is, I am primary songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's very important to the process. We all are. Instrumental. Instrumental. Yeah. Hey. Sorry, I'm dealing with some uh, some drama here with the cat. <laughs> cat drama. Anyway, I think we're making the best songs we have, regardless of COVID. Um, and yeah, it's weird with Little Wild coming out during COVID and all of that. It sucked to cancel things. Oh, man. At the same time... Um, I feel like people at the time were very hungry for content uh, and 
very willing to dig into the album. So maybe, and uh, definitely in terms of like streams and things like that, I think Little Wild maybe did better than it would have done without the pandemic. Um, yeah, not to say that I'm, you know, I'd rather be playing shows, mm -hmm. but yeah. very, very, yeah. Looking on that, on the positive side, I'm very happy with the way things turned out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that, like, from a from a personal perspective, I think that our songwriting has evolved a lot since, since I mean, before the Little Wild days. I mean, half of the Little Wild songs were, were ones that had been written before Rory and Allison joined the band. So they mm. were sort of leftovers from a uh, an album that the three of us were going to record back in 2013 or 2014. Oh, wow. Um, before we left Peterborough. And so the boat departures, so safe, from safe from harm, those three were leftovers from that process that had sort of migrated its way. And like, we, we felt like they needed to be recorded. And then the other songs were ones that uh, Lamers had written. I think most of them were written before the five of us even came together. I think the whole album was written, maybe with the exception of High Spirits. No, it, it all was, man. You you had high spirits i think quite a bit before but maybe maybe not in that uh permutation think, yeah think, yeah uh, so i think dreaming out loud was uh oh yeah it was newer yeah. So. yeah yeah but i mean just speaking to like the how how the songwriting or how how things have changed like coming out of little wild we've started songwriting as a band i think mm. much more than songwriting as individuals and then sort of arranging as a band and I mean, that's an entirely different ballgame. And I feel like we're much, much stronger for it because we have, you know, we're all able to contribute to the, the construction of it. And we are able to sort of build them, build the songs like with our own little blocks, as opposed mm -hmm. to one person coming and then us trying to like, you know, us trying to like, you know, bring the song into an eye the mountain uh, vein. So mm -hmm. I think we're, we're definitely, I agree with that. We're at our strongest point that we've been and we have some real, bangers that we're sitting on now bangers yeah. excellent mm -hmm. a little tease I'm, for everybody out there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i like it no, is any of your song right oh sorry go ahead Matt. no yeah, I, was gonna, ahead. I was gonna say it, it is it has become less of of converting songs to i the mountain and crafting songs as i the mountain and it, it's just it's just so much more efficient and true to to ourselves and our sound yeah mm. um I mean, Matt uh, Lamer, as you mentioned, like uh, COVID aside, like you, you're saying that the, and, and Matt Rappold too, you also talked about just you're evolving as musicians, as songwriters, but like, is it, has the pandemic crept into any of your songwriting? Like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know how you want to describe what we're in right now. It's strange times. It's, you know, we're in a lockdown, but like, I got to think that it's probably pretty difficult to not have that inform or influence any of what you're writing. Right. Or, or is, or is that, am I, am no, I wrong in that? For me, I feel like maybe subconsciously um, it's crept in there a bit, but uh, overall in terms of like, like the themes I've been writing about um, I'm not sure it's been. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. 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 Really in line with the pandemic. Yeah, I think that like we are so privileged and so fortunate that we have not been touched by the pandemic in a significant way. I mean, we are like our, you know, our positions as teachers um, or like, yeah, sorry, sorry, lamers. Yeah, I'm yeah, speaking for myself, I think here. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, you had COVID. Get over it, Lamer. Neighbors <laughs> had COVID. Neighbors had COVID. Oh, damn. Oh. oh. No wonder it's my no, no I mean, We're, we're all work. fine. Nobody's been affected by it. You know. <laughs> you no got your mic buds back yeah. now. You're good. <laughs> Go. <laughs> and right shutdown a total shutdown of my business but yeah it's good it's good <laughs> yeah no but i'm talking about from like a from yeah. like a i guess i'm speaking from like a personal perspective from my position yes. as like a songwriter i think we're pretty i was i've been very fortunate that it hasn't been touched any of my family and we like our positions uh, or our alice and my positions as teachers have sort of given us financial stability so like in terms of the themes, I don't think it's really influenced my songwriting, but I will say that it's like, it's definitely changed the fact, like it's get, like be, at the beginning of the pandemic, having that time to be able to just focus on writing. Mm -hmm. I've never had that before. Um, and that's something that I always tried to carve out, but of like from how busy things are, it's just like, you know, in, in the day-to-day -day life, I'd always wanted to have that time to sit and write. And I, this is, that was the first time that I was ever able to actually have that. So what happened was like, I was able to just write a lot and gain confidence because even, you know, I mean, even with, with the band before, um, I always felt nervous bringing songs to, uh, to the band, you know, just because I wasn't as comfortable with my own writing. But then being able to like sit there and be like, you know what, I actually can write, write some good stuff. Mm. And like, I am actually, you know what, I can, you know, I'm going to churn out this song today or like, you know, oh my gosh, look, I've like, I've written six songs in the past like month or, mm. oh man, now I'm up at like double digits. And I've sort of, it just gave me confidence. And I don't think I would have otherwise had that if it hadn't have been for the time that the pandemic allowed. Mm. Mm. I'm kind of in a similar starting zone too. Um, I, I, I typically haven't really brought anything that I've that I've written or worked on to the band for some of the same reasons RuPaul has mentioned and some of the reasons just being I don't necessarily know if it's a good fit. But um, yeah, I, I mean, just in the last little bit, I've been much more, um, I won't say prolific because I'm not still doing really much at all. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been kind of throwing some lyric suggestions out there. I've, I've you know, got... Um, uh, some, some, a couple of projects that I've been working on the last few days, just kind of getting them on my computer and all that. It, it is, it, I think it's just, yeah, partially because I literally have, you know, nothing but time right now. Uh, um, <laughs> completely unemployed for the foreseeable future. And, 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 and I need, I need a way to process that. And I think this is kind of how I'm, how I'm uh, kind of starting to, to turn into that. But we've, we have seen a lot more Con uh, contributions from from the entire band, like uh, you know, Rory's been throwing out some some demos our way. Uh, Allison's mm -hmm. been contributing heavily towards um, you know song structure and shaping and lyrics and all that. It's it's yeah, we're the pandemic has definitely given us a lot more ability to to all contribute to the to the songwriting for sure. That's really cool, and it, it's neat because like um, it's. It, because I see it because I, I clearly can see all of you kind of nodding in agreement and that like there's there's this like collaborative spirit amongst you as band members so and and even despite the fact that we're doing this via zoom like imagine if we didn't do this via zoom right like you know um or as you as band members you know crafting your music together um so it's pretty cool like I've never been in a band so like I don't I just I'm asking these questions as like a complete like noob to all of this so I, I and i could ask a ton more questions but likewise yeah 
Yeah. Murray, Murray's actually a very fantastic singer. If you ever need anyone <laughs> to sing, Murray, what's your go-to um karaoke? My my go-to karaoke is always Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh my god. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ray Parker Jr. Magnificent. <laughs> yeah. Once you, you know, it's it gets to that point of that, like that. I always look for that like a perfect moment in a song. And for me, Ray Parker Jr. gets to that bust and makes me feel good part. You're such an idiot. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed for it's you. It's so good. It's so good. It's just the perfect moment in that song. Love it. Unreal. Yeah, we should cover that at our next Halloween show. Oh, yeah. Do you, oh, yeah. Hey, do you, yeah. Yes. Speaking of which, do you, do you have a favorite cover song? Do you, yeah. Do you guys do a cover? Yeah. 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 Or cover oh, songs? Yes. I guess cover we songs. Play- we we haven't we we play a lot of pub shows. We're hoping to stray away from them because they're very long and they, re- <laughs> <laughs> they include a lot of covers. But we've played lots of cover shows, like pub shows, uh, over the years. We played a Descendants like really very regularly before the pandemic. Um, and that's how the, that's how the band started. Was uh, we were a street corner band for the first yeah. like three yeah, or four yeah. years. The corner of King and Weaver, where where we George and Charlotte <laughs> yeah. in downtown. <laughs> George and Charlotte in in Peterborough. Peterborough. Yeah. Nice. Um, right across from the whistle stop. That was our corner. Uh, I'm trying to think of favorite covers. Uh, well, do you have a least favorite? You must have a least favorite. Uh, Ghostbusters uh, by Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I uh. I can't stand, uh, we don't do it anymore, thankfully, but we used to do a cover of uh, uh, One Dance by Drake. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I can't, I can't stand it. I'm sorry. That's a great cover. But, but yeah. alternatively, you, got, you guys were all from... like, let's do that Drake song. And, and, and fucking Matt's like, fuck yeah. you guys. Come on. Yeah, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but alternatively, one of my favorites is In My Feelings by Drake. <laughs> so, Get out. So both ends yeah. of the spectrum. Wow. wow. And my favorite is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. I, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I love that one, too. Great. Fun riff. Yeah, that's been fun. Uh, I really liked... Um, you You guys, like, used to play this a lot, and then we, like, brought it back on the East Coast tour. Uh, we did a fun cover of Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. It was, it was just, like, energy. Like, it was just, Unreal. like, a marathon. Yes. And Rory came up with, like, the most like comical guitar riff for it it's just like the fat it's just like much better sounding than that but it's just like the fastest guitar riff and it's so fun and, and the best was like lamers would always throw to him and be like hit it rory yeah. and then like, we're put that on the spot yeah that's just like fun so fun and like the audience always loves it so that's amazing we yeah, also i think that's a fan favorite <laughs> <laughs> We used to do a pretty good cover of uh, Dan Mangan's Robots, too. Uh, oh, I love oh, that cool. song. I love Dan yeah. Mangan, yeah. yeah. We used to get the crowd to sing along with the uh, the ending, and we'd have a three-part harmony for it. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We, also did, uh, we also used to do this very, very pub-centric uh, cover of, uh, uh, was it Diamond? No, uh, the Rihanna song. Uh, we Found Love. We Found yeah. Love. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had this weird <laughs> breakdown part where, you know, everyone just, like, 
the report was hitting his cone, I would just start slapping the 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 bass, but like just the actual bass <clears> just hitting the upright. <laughs> Lambert would start just like bonking on his guitar, and then we just convince everyone to just grab whatever was nearest them and just slam it on the tables. I, <laughs> cups were broken, tables were damaged. <laughs> it was terrible for the owners, but people loved it. it was great. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You never got invited back to wherever you played that song. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing let's bring that back what a tune that was that is a jam it is a jam yeah you're right i like that song that's good <laughs> um how we i mean i feel like i feel like we, we've got a we've got a lot of con we got a lot of episode here <laughs> hey i just want to end on one thing yeah I was okay say, let's like, do it yeah. man, i had a lot of questions so okay two things actually first of all because i listened a little while uh a bunch of times today at work and um i gotta say man like um given when it was when it was released in, in a march of basically the start of the pandemic but when the when the album ends with safe from harm i was just like oh man like <laughs> like that hit that hit really different like if yeah like i was just thinking like shit that's that's kind of all what we're trying to do in some ways trying to trying to keep each other safe and, and think of each other in, in many ways in some ways but there's another song that I, I, cause I was on your Bandcamp website and there's, there's this one uh, black and white feathers and there's a, a um, I guess I'm not a music guy, Coda chorus at the end. So the, the last question I have for you, like during this pandemic, cause you, you repeat this line, find yourself a way to feel alive. Yeah. How have each of you tried to do that in the last 11 and a half months or what have you done? I guess to do that. And I love that song, by the way. Like it's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh because I heard that, I was just like, man, holy shit. I gotta and I was like, I have to ask this question today. So I'm just curious to know what have you been doing to 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 make yourself feel alive? Nice. Honestly, man, for me, interacting with the band, we we've been still putting out music, trying to <laughs> record as much music as we can within the perimeters of the pandemic. Um, and then on, I don't know, on the other side of things, I've been just really hanging out with my spouse. Like uh, I've been drawing, like just taking time to explore things that maybe I wouldn't have time for otherwise. Um, yeah. And it's been great in, in that sense. Like, a lot of upsides to this shitty situation. Mm. Amazing. I uh, I completely upended my entire life uh, during the <laughs> pandemic. Um, we, my wife and I, sold our house. We bought a, uh, a, a an old house on a t on a huge property in the middle of nowhere, um, where we, you know, kind of removed ourselves some from society, um, uh, so we could kind of further our business and all that stuff and and uh we've been we've been kind of you know exploring the 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 property and the the uh natural areas that are surrounding it um we've been uh we've been i mean spending a lot of time with each other because literally we can't go anywhere else uh we've been trying to like work on our hobbies more like her and i we um we it sounds strange, but we like we paint a lot of like miniatures and figures like that for like you know Dungeons and Dragons and other games. Oh, dude, I love DD. Yeah, was, we, yeah. Angel, Angel plays. He had a weekly game, right? A monthly game before, right? Yeah, bi-weekly. Nice. Yeah. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's that's the other thing we've been trying to throw ourselves into the the campaign we've been playing, trying to make sure that keeps going. We've just been trying to we've been trying to really give time to our hobbies, which we haven't had time to do the five years previously. So that's mm-hmm. a, kind of our way to 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 feel alive. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I guess similar for myself, uh, just continuing to play music uh, and, and the planning for the band. Like we're still very active with plans for the future. So that really keeps me going, gives me something to look forward to. Um, I, I, also, other than that, I just like that hockey's back. I have something to watch in the evenings. It makes me kind of feel like there's still something normal going on out there. Who's your team, Rory? It's the Leafs all the way. Okay. All right. Good season yeah. so far for them. Yeah. yeah. Good season. Shut up, Rory. They're great. <laughs> He's a Blackhawks fan, so he's he hasn't been happy since 2012, I don't think. So, I mean, they won the Stanley Cup in 2015, so that oh, was a pretty good yeah, year too. It's fine, you know. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I think I I kind of agree with what everyone's saying. Like hobbies have been just like so big. Um, in the spring and summer, we did like so much gardening. Like mm. our garden was just like. not immaculate but like it was large and and well taken care of in the summer um that was super fun and just like super rewarding to like go out every day I would like look at everything and like see how everything had had grown overnight I don't know I was like Hmm. not measuring things but you know (laughs) keeping close eye on them and uh We've been doing like a lot of cooking and baking and stuff. Like I always have loved cooking and being at home more often has just like been a chance to like do more complex recipes and like try things that like I didn't always feel like I had time for. We definitely hopped on the bread, the bread baking game uh, Mm. quite a bit. So yeah, it's just been like so nice to like spend time on things that like usually we wouldn't feel like we had time for like going away every weekend. Not that I don't miss playing shows because I do, but we were like going somewhere basically every weekend um, to either practice or play shows. So like having weekends free to just like hang out at home and like just kind of like enjoy our home, enjoy Kitchener and like everything that's around here has been really nice to like not be on the road as much. So yeah, just like enjoying being at home and and spending time here and feeling happy. So yeah, so true. Great. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's just like you know all the stuff or a lot of the making time for the, some of the stuff that I've wanted to do for a long time. So whether it's writing, I mean, I've done. I tried to write like a journal every night before going to bed. That was like mm. a, something I tried to do at the beginning of the pandemic, and that was a good way for me to sort of empty my thoughts out and. You know, doing more songwriting and then baking started over the summer and Midtown Radio has been a huge, yeah. that's been amazing because I mean, we've been able to stay engaged with the community in a way that, um, you know, is just been really meaningful to us. Um, and that's been, you know, that's been a lot of fun and also mm-hmm. just really, you know, really just a really enjoyable way to uh, put mm-hmm. our time uh, to, to, what, to what is good use, I think. Um, so just try to find ways to, you know, just stay engaged and, and engage with each other and engage with the community and, you know, keep ourselves busy. So, yeah, definitely. What about you guys? How have you found a way to feel? Ooh, the man with a nice mic has the, uh, <laughs> the question. The question. Um, uh, you want to go first, Angel, or you want me to tackle? Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I mean, spending time with my family, I mean, it's, it, you know, fatherhood is, is crazy and, and wonderful in, in many different ways. So that, that's been nice. Like it's, I, I, I took a leave, um, uh, the, the first semester back. So like, I actually spent the first, like, um, eight months of, of the twins lives, like being around. So that was pretty cool. So, and then, then obviously the pandemic hit. And so I spent even more time with them. So that's been amazing. And, and yeah, like, uh, I've been married almost, uh, it'll be 10 years. So, um, you know, finding new and interesting things about my wife and, and seeing her like, um, grow professionally has been pretty cool. Um, and, and uh yeah watching shows that i never thought like the two of us would ever watch together is kind of interesting um which i'm sure lots of people have been watching lots of netflix or amazon stuff but um yeah uh i guess throwing myself into becoming a better teacher i guess i mean as as you know a few of you are, are, are educators as well and things have changed i think uh that without getting super political, because this could be a whole other episode, but I, like the spring when things kind of converged very like v crazily with all the stuff that was happening with Black Lives Matter and all that other stuff. Murray knows, you know, I've had these discussions, but like mm -hmm. that's really kind of like crystallized what it would as a racialized person, like what it means to be a teacher in this community. Um, and like my focus has kind of been uh, that and I've kind of thrown myself into that um, as well. So um uh and that's made me feel alive dude that line is whoever wrote that line i mean <laughs> I, like i just like they're all gonna take credit for it so just like it's just like ah, uh, yeah because like it's so easy in a pandemic to not feel or to have this sort of like malaise i guess like over you it's not even really that it's just like a like a veil even but like um so you take you you really do when you when you feel alive like it just like everything is just so much more acute like you just like holy shit it's freaking sunny today and like yeah. oh my god like i heard a blue jay or something and it's like you know what i mean like you appreciate it and so and so when i when i heard it the other day i was just like shit that's a that's a that's a fucking that's a line right there so um yeah so there's yeah all all that stuff that i just mentioned i think has has made me feel good in, in a pretty awkward time. So pretty, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's, yeah. I guess there's a, there's a few things with me as well. So, I mean, I think, I think one of the really good bonuses is that it's given Angel an opportunity to do this again, which we, which we kind of missed out on for a little bit, um, getting back in. And then I also have the Midtown mixtape as well, which, you know, I've been able to make a lot of those and I love it because it's people, that, you know, I kind of know on the periphery and they just send me a bunch of music yeah. and a lot of it, I don't know. I've never heard of it before. Um, and it's, it's really great to just hear new stuff um, all the time and just kind of absorb that. And um, on the home front, uh, my partner and I moved into our, our place last January. So we've, we painted, we put up like crown molding, like wainscoting, like all just doing all kinds of stuff around the house that we would, would, would have taken us forever. Um, I already did anyway, but even, <laughs> even longer if we, if we weren't in the house all the time. Um, and then just on like a weird kind of personal note, um, I, I have a rather large action figure collection, um, yes. or, or dolls as my father-in-law calls them. They're dolls. Um, yeah, yeah sure. What, you know, whatever. They go by many names. Um, 
but I've got a ton of those. And then like, now I've got time. Like I've been all over like eBay and Kijiji, like scouring it for like all these sweet deals. And I've, and I've gotten some good pickups uh, the last, the last little while. Wait, so which wall is it on? Cause yo, it's, it's, it's over, it's over there. Yeah, You can't see yeah. it. Yeah. It's that yeah. whole wall. What's there's your prized, some, what's your prized uh, figure? There's some gold there. Um, I think, I think my, my biggest, my biggest one is, uh, I have a couple kind of kind of weird ones. So one, there's like a, there's a Jaws playset, and it's okay. and it's and it's the boat and the shark coming out of the boat and like eating the guy, and the guy actually splits in half. Um, <laughs> oh man! So that's kind of cool. And then and then uh, and then uh, Matt Lamers is wearing a Malk shirt. So I have a, <laughs> I have a ton of Simpsons figures. Tons. Uh, and I have I have one that is the uh, the Halloween playset where Homer goes to hell. And he's forced in the ironic punishment division yeah. with all the donuts. So I have that. I have that playset, and there's like like 250 donuts, and like you can <laughs> you can force feed him all these donuts. It's those are those are my kind of the ones I, I like the most. I think that's cool. that's unreal. That's unreal. The donuts one, man. I'm very jealous of that. That's you like great. donuts, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I the mountain. Thank you. I I I feel like we could talk for like hours and on end, but uh, I, we really appreciate you you carving out the time to to chat yeah, with thanks us. Thanks so much. Fantastic to get to yeah. know you all, and um, yeah, let's do it again sometime. Um, Part two. Yeah, hundred percent. Seven. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. And if if you're out there and you haven't heard I the mountains music, um, check it out. It's it's like everywhere, right? You can get it everywhere, basically. Oh, yeah everywhere yeah yes yeah everywhere you can even purchase it if you i would and we would love for you to purchase it yeah (laughs) for sure it's on it's on napster which i guess is legit no (laughs) is it actually yeah it was very (laughs) shocking when i got the email that our stuff is on napster i was like i just assumed it was already no apparently it's real i i got it from limewire and then and then i transferred it to groove shark so oh, uh, yeah. oh, I get it off Kazaa. Ah, good for you. Yeah. I I get my own music off Kazaa. <laughs> you know what? You guys joke, but I actually have um, pirated the audio off of YouTube because I didn't have a copy of some of those stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we, well, we've done that for um, for Midtown Bookshelf. I've done that a few times, taking the audio off for YouTube videos. Yeah. 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 Oh my we God. can edit that out, but yeah, yeah. David doesn't <laughs> want to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, legit. Like I'm like what. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that that recording of the odds existed. Yeah, like shit. Oh, dude, yeah, all the time, bad. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Pirated. Thanks a lot, guys. This was like super fun. Yeah, thank you. That was great. Thanks so much, guys. Until next time. Thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you in here. Hear you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye, everybody. Black and white feathers. Hanging on my wall You weren't my friend at all You weren't my friend at all I'm under the weather Well, does it always rain? It's driving me insane It's driving me insane Why does it always rain? It's hard to stay together when your worlds are far apart I'm really not